So, what is it? So, what is it? So, what is it? The Red Dwarf Podcast! Welcome to all oh, the final episode of series one of So What Is It? Yay. A Red Wolf podcast. Yes, uh, here with the regular crew, we've got Matty in a nice orange jumper. We've got Dan in a boring old grey affair, like the ship of Red Dwarf. Speaking, I'm, I'm in military grey myself. I think Dan's an ocean grey. What grey are you in, Matt? I don't know. I think it's a combination of both. Uh, well, that's entirely appropriate for what we're talking about how are we chaps all good spiffing oh, lovely thank you saluton saint george gentlemen <laughs> there we go all up for this one Exotic. so me squared or me little two at the top of it well yes me squared i mean I, I, we've had a brief conversation around this episode as we've watched it this week I get the impression we quite enjoyed this one. Actually, the only um, person I haven't heard from is Matty. Let's go to you first, Matty. How did you get on with me squared? Um, I, I I quite liked it. I, I I felt that it wasn't much of a season ender. It didn't. I didn't feel like it really went out with a bang, but it was a very enjoyable episode. Yeah, I, I think that's your. I mean, I, I I'll say relative youth compared yeah. to us uh, these days of television, where you have to build up to a, some kind of finale. I mean, it's not yeah. how TV really worked in those days. Mm-hmm. So no, it's not a, a big belter of a finale. It's just another episode on the path. Yeah, it, it, it was very it was very enjoyable. I felt like I definitely saw sides of characters that I had not seen yet, and I, I really liked that. Bronze swimming certificate and silver swimming certificate. He's a total lunatic. I felt that that it was it was a very full episode. It's, there seemed to be a, a lot more kind of going on, at, and it was a, it was. It seemed quite fast-paced all the way through. There was no sort of like lulls in the tempo. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's like going back to, I mean, thinking back to what we were talking about a few weeks ago when we had scenes we felt were were dropping out a little bit and and not quite hitting there. I I, I didn't feel there was too many of those in this one. What do you think, Dan? I agree. I thought it was uh, it was in terms of the performances, in terms of the way the script and the story held together. I thought it didn't miss any beats this 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 time, and I thought I don't think I agree with Matty that it didn't end with a bang. But actually, I thought it was a a really satisfying end. I mean, we can come on to it later, but I I thought it rounded out the series uh, really really nicely. Actually, yeah, I think it was a finale for the the character of Rimmer at the very least, wasn't it? His story has gone through the series, and you know we find out how irritating he is and he in turn irritates himself he finds that out doesn't he yeah so it's not a a story big bang doctor who type ending but there's definitely a a sense of coming round. harking back to last week when we were um matt i think matty asked the question or said said, is it going to be a case that that storyline of there being the two rimmers at the end of episode five is that going to not be picked upon yeah you were right that it obviously secondary rimmer or other rimmer kind of comes in and uh yes then it's we get two for the price of one we do indeed we do mm. indeed right let's let's do the the quick rounds um about something we particularly enjoyed in this episode let's go start with dan something you particularly enjoyed dan 
I uh, <clears throat> I thought Rimmer and Rimmer arguing was uh, absolutely wonderful because uh, Rimmer got to enjoy everything that Lister enjoys or hates uh, about him, uh, particularly enjoyed them shouting at each other uh, from one room to another from shut up you dead git retorted with uh, shut your foul whining you filthy piece of distended rectum which i just thought yeah. is a beautiful yeah. beautiful insult i i had that one noted down myself that is fantastic Descent, distended rectum and you filthy smegging liar <laughs> <laughs> what about you matt What's um favorite bit the cat on roller skates oh, right, okay. yes I, yeah. I i thought that was that was hilarious attention all lady cats I am feeling very, very sexy. It was just because he didn't have them on before, and then he just, I thought, he just, <laughs> he just suddenly had glided on, into yeah. the um, glid. Glid's not a word, is it? He glade. He glade into the room. Uh, he so he he glided. I can't. What he's glided. It's thank you. He's, <laughs> he glided into the um, the room, and I just it really made me laugh. I really laughed out loud. Um, well, that's just, that's um, Danny John Jules's skill set, isn't it? Really, yes. he was a star in Starlight Express. Oh right, mm. yes. My other favourite bit was Holly's April Fool. I like the way we ask for one favourite bit and we get two. <laughs> uh, because you're stealing my favourite bit. I have two. I don't care. Holly's um, April Fool. <laughs> yeah, I loved that. The, the Norweb uh, story. Yeah, the Norweb story. April Fool. <laughs> April. Yeah, I know, but I could hardly wait six months with a red hot jape like that under my <laughs> Matty, do you want to give us three of your favourite bits? <laughs> I only had one, and that was Holly with the April Fool bet. Well, that's what I mean. So someone, <laughs> someone takes two, and it just steals my yeah, people. Still, still more. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be repeating what Matt said, but yeah, the April Fool bit that really, yeah, that <laughs> had me laughing. That bit, I, I really like that one. Well, tough and tough, I'm the oldest. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean, uh, th that was definitely um, high on my list of, um, of, of favourite bits. Uh, there's some great lines. Um, a great line that I liked in the show that didn't get a laugh in the show was um, when Lister was watching his video and he mentioned it to Rimmer and uh, he said, what's gazpacho soup? And, and he said, sorry, I didn't bash out bash out anything and iambic pentameter I was getting an atomic blast in the face that's <laughs> 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 a really really nice line but yeah got no laugh yeah so there, there were some choice uh, moments in the episode overall lots of good good moments but let's do the um, the opposites um, I'm going to go to Matt last on this one what was um, <laughs> what was what was a piece maybe you felt didn't work so much Dan was there anything in this episode we said it was better rounded didn't we but I think there was some bits that, uh, you know, didn't flow quite as well as some of the other bits. I thought there were some good lines when Lister was going through Rimmer's possessions or going through the possessions. And, you know, the uh, when he found the Arnold J. Rimmer attribute, you know, he looked at that. And then, you know, he, he found the, uh, the the pop-up Karma Sutra Zero-G edition. And I, I thought it was a good line. It just didn't, he, he was in, he was in, finer flowing form later on in the piece i thought but but generally yeah i did think it hung together really really nicely matty did you notice anything um i'll probably say when they actually when he watched the video back of the the actual accident and how it happened i wish they did more with that bit i don't know maybe it's something i'm going to see maybe more in the future but i wish i saw more of what happened it seemed like it was just a very short clip of a quick joke and then that was it i wish they did more with that 
I, I, I hear what you're saying, but I don't think because of the, of the nature of the programme and it being a comedy programme, even though we know that they're all dead, Dave, you know, they're all, they're all mm. dead. We know that they're going to die. And I think the kind of protracting out the death would have been a mistake. So for me, I think the, the fact that it's very quick is more palatable. Of course, we get some kind of weird continuity thing here when you see them all being blasted with the um, atomic blast in the f in the faces. And um, oh, by the way, at that point, we do get emergency. There's an emergency going on. And it's still going on. <laughs> I will say that as, quite... they're, as they're being you know, yeah. smashed across the room. As everything's course, going on. Going back to the first episode, you have all those piles of powder everywhere, which if you think it doesn't really, that doesn't, I know it's silly, but that doesn't work, does it really? The way they were being, you know, flown about through the, the, the atomic winds, you know, and they get these nice little piles of tidy dust that Lister eats. Yeah, and all mm. the interior is in perfect perfect condition. Yeah, there you go. But Apart hey, from needing to be painted. But that, that, that's the, the being picky side and, and worrying about things too much. Is it my turn yet? No, it's my turn before oh. your turn. Um, <laughs> I think for me, it, it is it is the case of the cat not living up to what he can be at the moment. Yes, I agree. It's nice what he's doing. Mm -hmm. and, and I do like the fact that he, he goes goes and does um, his business in uh, Rimmer's boots. Um, <laughs> yeah, love that bit. But but yet, he in this episode, again, he didn't do a whole lot more than the coming on, announcing himself, doing the bit in, in the wardrobe, and then he felt like a spare part. My bit is not a sort of a thing that I, a thing that I think was badly done by the cast is it singing is it no singing? It, there there was singing in it in this time there was humming and actually malicious, it wasn't humming you hummed <laughs> maliciously and persistently for two years yes persistent humming obviously was causing um Rimmer to fail his exams but i actually have to say this time it was slightly more tuneful but my 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 problem <laughs> this week was uh, was a video quite a noticeable video error Oh, okay. And I actually watched it back a couple of times and I thought, hang on, have I just seen that? When the two Rimmers have just moved in together and Lister is looking at the little headline stuck on the back of the door, he, he's pointing at one saying, Arnold uh, is tops with us, etc. It cuts back to the two Rimmers and one of them is, not, for a split second, maybe, maybe more than that, maybe half a second, one of them is not there, then all of a sudden it's there. Okay. It's a, it's obviously um, a video edited uh, mistake. Because I I thought on the whole that the double the split screen stuff was done really well. Oh, it was done really it was done really well, and certainly it must have, it it shows how what a good actor Chris Barry is to be able to to do. I mean, yes, I'm sure it was edited, but to be able to argue with yourself when you are on the you know you're on the receiving end of the um, abuse from the other person to not sort of just think, right, okay, I've got to count this many seconds before I have to speak again. It, no, it was really good. It, it was performed really, really well. Mm -hmm. So it's not actually, I, I, for me, I don't think there was any bad performances. Yes, I'll, I will agree that that Cat was kind of underused. Yeah, but I mean, there were loads of good, I mean, it's good stuff that have sort of stayed with, um, has stayed with me and I think Dan as well. The one that really stood out to me, Dan, was Nat's Wing. Miss Greatness by Nat's Wing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's, it's a sort of phrase we use, isn't it? I, I've mentioned before there are there are certain bits from Red Dwarf that have entered the entered, you know, my family's lexicon really, and that's one of them. I also uh, 
sort of rediscovered the origins of the of the, uh, of the idea of calling someone Mr. Maturity, which <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure was uh, did the rounds when we were at sixth form. Anybody who didn't conform to what we thought was being grown up was Mr. Maturity. So uh, yeah, enjoyed that one as well. I mean, we could just go through and list lots of stuff. Any particular notes that anyone wants to, to bring forward that might pr- prompt some discussion rather than just saying, that was funny, that was funny. When Cat and Lister were in the cinema, it was the Titan Taj Mahal advert. <laughs> and I was just, and it really took me back. Tony Hawk's again. I was, I was yes, it was. So Tony Hawk's again. That style of advert at your local cinema, you know, really badly done, quite shaped, quite sort mm. of lots of crackles on the screen. And, you know, come to the Taj Mahal, you know, just around the corner from this cinema. You know, that sort of advert, I was, I was, it was almost like it, I'd come, I'd forgotten it. And as soon as it started, I was like, oh my God, I remember that from being a child. You know, we started picking up on those sorts of things of, of um, references to the time it was made. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the, the death video was on a video cassette, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, and uh, and th- they obviously have deliberately not worried about updating those things them and said, this is how it's done now, this is how we're going to do it in the show. So how did that stick out to you, Matty? I mean, I, I mean, I, we always make jokes about your age compared to ours, but I guess you n- never had VHS, did you? What do you mean I didn't have VHS? Of course I had VHS. <laughs> I'm not that... Well, I don't know. <laughs> well, you're 15 years younger... And I got rid of VHS um, 20 years ago. No, no, I, I had VHS for a good a good chunk of my life. I think it wasn't, I was about 10, 11 by the time I went off VHS. Yeah, I'm not saying you wouldn't have been aware of it or anything, but it's just that it's, it, there was that crossover period. But then I adopted new tech quite early in those days. Oh, was, listen to you. Well, I've moved no, on. I've moved on. Right. No, I, I, you know, at the time I did, I got, you know, I, I my first DVD player, I spent a bloody fortune on it. Yeah, I, mm. I've still got mine. I think I think my first DVD player, I spent two hundred quid on. Yeah, I, 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 mine was two hundred was two hundred and fifty, but I got it f- um, through work. I'd won a load of uh, vouchers for, I think it was Curry's, and I, I and I've still got the same DVD player. It's at my parents' house. Well, again, but I mean, me and da- me and Dan go back a long way, and um, I think you can remember this, Dan. I mean, I was the first one out of us to get into widescreen, right? <laughs> when we had when we had VHS tapes and they started coming out of widescreen, I you know I got into them and I'd watch my widescreen videos on my portable telly in my room, and uh, Dan and my other friends did take the piss out of me at the time for that, didn't you, Dan? A uh, little bit, a little bit. I mean, we can go there. I mean, there was the uh, he was he had watched the widescreen edition of Star Wars and and revealed to us that he had uncovered a whole new planet well, because it was in widescreen. Well, of course he did. Oh, well, I, I, I say we laughed. It's uh, thirty years later, and it's still pretty funny, man. <laughs> it's still pretty funny, but at the same time, I think I was proved right. But, you know, widescreen was the way forward. Well, how about this yeah, though? Yes. When I was little, I was one of the probably only people in the world that had HD VHS. HD VHS. HD VHS. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean we had some of those because my dad used to film. Weddings, which does sort of tie into oh, the, okay. the death video, because obviously weddings was um that, that's what the joke wasn't it? Because everyone had their wedding filmed by someone, so that's where it came from. But yeah, yeah, I think he had HD VHS camera. I thought I, I thought I was ahead of Matt on something there, and I thought no, I was so no, excited. No, no. And... I mean, you're ahead of me now, but back then maybe not. <laughs> we, we never had HD VHS, but we did have a front loader, not this top loader nonsense. Oh, <laughs> no, our first, our first 
VCR was the top loader, Ferguson Video Star. With, oh yes, yes, with the with the the sticky outy buttons at the front. Them were the days, but obviously watching. Let's, let's keep it on topic slightly. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> but, um, the content that people come for. <laughs> yeah, this is it. <laughs> obviously, watching Red Dwarf in the program this age, it does just bring up these things. But people wouldn't have thought that then. It would just would have been normal as they were watching it. This video pays homage to a man who fell short of greatness by a gnat's wing. So, Matty, you've got anything else you want to particularly mention that stood out in some kind of way, discussion-wise? Yes. So, um, one thing that actually might seem a little bit random, it's kind of about everything more than just the one episode, right? But this ship, you see, the Red Dwarf of the ship is absolutely huge. But we only yes. seem to see the same parts of it in the same hallways. I know, obviously, at studios and things like that. But my main question, obviously, for you guys who are avid viewers, who I'm still an absolute noob, will we ever actually see more of this ship? Because it seems that all we ever see is just these, you know, four or five different sets. When they get a bigger budget, yes, you will. Okay, yes. good. That's one thing that was bothering me in the episode. I was like, will we ever see any more of the ship? Because it seems we only see, so for such a huge ship, it seems they have a very small area, that's all. Don't forget, Holly did actually say last week that parts of it hadn't been decontaminated. Certainly the something quarters, the officers' quarters. Yeah, well, that, that's mm. the excuse for not going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, so there you go. I'm sorry, it's me talking like a dream. I mean, we've, uh, what, what, what have we seen? We've seen the drive room. We've seen the bunks, their, their bunk room. The canteen type of thing. We've seen the canteen. They, we do see them go. We see gantries, don't we, which take, which I think that's what they were to film the sort of those um, steel staircases and stuff they've gone over a couple of times yeah mm. and we see a couple of corridors yeah we see, oh, and the cinema and the cinema of course and we did have a bit of an insight as to where where the cat um had lived in that's the, right um, yeah in the, in the in the cargo hold yeah and we've seen the exam room but yes i mean it's it's one of those things and something we'll no doubt come back to in the future mm. the rest of the ship now i think in series two there is a bit where they need to catch a lift to somewhere you know, as in an elevator type lift, oh, okay. and uh, and they and it expands how big the ship is. But we will get to that later. So, in answer to your question, yes. Okay, good. That that's one thing that was just bothering me more than anything else. So I'm happy that's been answered. Dan, Dan, what about you? C can I talk about the last scene? Because yes, I, I, for me, that's, that's you may. The, I give you permission. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, I thought if this had ended here, if there had never been seasons two through wherever in the teams we are now um it would have been an okay end i thought we had we saw lister and rimmer's relationship i won't say blossom because it really didn't does it because they they really don't like each other but there is something there is affection in that an acceptance isn't yeah it? there is an acceptance mm, yeah. i thought when when rimmer turns up um you know in his dress uniform uh you know fully expecting to be switched off He's got a dignity that, you know, we, we, we haven't, even in that episode, you know, it's been all about the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune. And it's, it's grossly unfair. And if you'd only had the right knobby parents and all this kind of stuff, but there was some dignity to it. And I thought as much as Lister was sneaky with his trick, essentially to, to find out about gazpacho soup, there was some love to him there for Rimmer yeah, he, yeah, could yeah, he, did, he could did have deleted he could have deleted that Rimmer but he didn't and you've got the Rimmer that survives talking about how about how he helped him through those delicate early days now I know he was pleading for his life um but Lister could have chosen either and I think there was as much as you know even as they finish even as they walk out the room and the last line is super yeah. um 
you've still got there's a, there's affection there. He says it with a smile on his face. He's not just trying. Yes, he's absolutely trying to get a rise out of Rimmer. But actually, I think for me, there was we've got to the end of this. We've established who they are. We've established where they are. It could have ended. I'm delighted it didn't, but it could <laughs> have ended there for me quite satisfactorily because they're going to be okay. They're going to wind each other up incessantly and Holly's going to be funny and he's mad and the cat's going to do cat things. But yeah, for me, I just thought that it was all, it was, it was almost lovely, even though they obviously hate each other, but there's something they don't actually want to not have each other. I think that's the, that's the, and again, I think looking forward, those moments will crop up from time to time. Well, they do. They need each other basically. (laughs) Yeah. They really do. Because they would just be, insane without each other yeah they were yeah I mean, and, as, and as i said before they, they've got to be likable in their dislikingness haven't they yeah absolutely i mean also with the fact that um you're right rimmer was being very dignified but i wonder if the five whiskey and lemonades had anything to do with it <laughs> i know i'd be very dignified with five whiskey and lemonades yeah now, now um we're, go- we're going to um do an, an extra bonus episode in between series aren't we where we talk about a few of the things over the series and things we'd like in the future maybe have a little quiz and, and, a, and a roundup of, of stuff from the whole series so there's things there that i want to talk about in that episode but matt have you got anything you wanted to, to discuss thematically maybe not as eloquently as dan just did but about anything else yeah i would like to discuss um, a moment that i did actually think was was funny and quite disgusting obviously we have established the fact that I do not like Craig Charles as Lister singing, but I will, I will take my hat off this time when he was, when he was humming this time, it didn't sound too bad. And then he was singing that he was a free man and and he's throwing his stuff all over the place and he's disgusted. (laughs) And (laughs) it was really weird when watching it, I kind of envisaged that smell and I retched. When 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 he did that, I actually retched when I when I when I was watching it, and I thought, okay, seriously, you know, you know smell vision has not completely been invented yet, I'm sure. <laughs> but but that leads into the sort of thing, the, the theme of the episode, which I wanted to, which I wanted to touch upon, as as you just said, he's disgusted with his own company. I mean, madness is sharing, you know, a room with yourself, isn't it? Which mm-hmm. obviously this does literally in this episode. We get Lister doing it and being bored on his own and we get Rimmer actually doing it and finding himself not good company for himself and you dislike yourself now at, at, at these times you know where some of us are spending time at home because of the pandemic and stuff you know you you do find you know what the hell am I going to do myself all day and we see Lister um, measuring the the hubba bubba type balloons and mm-hmm. not knowing what to do with himself I mean you think they have video games wouldn't you but hey well, three million years in the future. Yeah. But but still he's he's bored. He needs he needs something to occupy him. And and that's but it is, is you spend time on your own, you, you do need the company of other people. I think that was that was just the the point. Rimmer was too bothered with himself, too busy with himself at that point. And so Lister basically needs Rimmer to boss him around, needs the um being told that he's um, you know, a goit is a good for nothing and what have you. He needs that. It is that classic marriage, isn't it? That marriage of, of, of the characters to, to balance it out. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we, we see uh, Rimmer, obviously, that the relationship, I, mean, I, I can speak from personal experience when I spent time on my own, you, you start thinking about all those bad things that you do and you, you start disliking those those quirks and, and the, your behaviours 
that yes. you can't quite stop yourself doing however mm-hmm. much you think oh, i shouldn't do that i should and it, it is horrible to spend all that time on your own so yeah again red dwarf comes up trumps in the sense of displaying this in a nice sci-fi way uh, along with the comedy yeah i agree fantastic this is what i always dreamed of i'm in heaven better than sex i just have one thing to say go for uh, it. with regards to it I, for the amount of times that it was mentioned, and I actually have to say the amount of times we haven't really mentioned it, the amount of times that gazpacho soup was was said in the episode, why wasn't the episode called gazpacho soup? I mean, there's always, I imagine there's always different titles you could name something, and it's just a choice that's made, mm. isn't it, really? I, yeah, I don't well, know, I don't know, why do you choose any title? Yeah, I suppose it's just like when me liking the fact that the dog was called Hannah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at that, I must say, I watched this when I was quite young. This taught me what gazpacho soup was. <laughs> Red Dwarf. Thanks, Red Dwarf. You never Has anyone it? ever had it? Yeah. No, I didn't. I haven't, actually. I didn't know gazpacho soup was meant to be served cold. Who? I've, oh, made, I've made it. I, I made it. Um, we had a Spanish guest and we made gazpacho soup and he said it was lovely. I just always remind, I'm always reminded of that um, Catherine Tate sketch with uh, the two northern people and they go to uh, a wedding and it was a spanish themed wedding and you know what they served tomato soup not even be bothered to heat it up the dirty <laughs> evil lazy bastardos yeah. <laughs> okay i gotta ask this one then right if you go to like a, a posh restaurant or one of these really nice ones like what do they give you between the courses sorbet sorbet yeah, to cleanse the palate. I've always had gazpacho. Mr. Gazpacho! Like, in between courses. Like, okay, I say, like, a posh restaurant, like, maybe once or twice in my entire lifetime, but oh, you always had, like, a little shot glass almost type thing, a gazpacho soup between between courses. Or was that... Well, Where was this? Maybe it's, I've never been to the right posh restaurants or any yeah. posh restaurants. Matty clearly had the right knobby parents. <laughs> no, he, no, he lived in a Spanish yeah. country I mean, for if, several years. If I didn't have all the people pulling me down, dragging me down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's great. I mean, I think that for me, it just shows what great lines are and great <laughs> character lines. All that came out of my nose. In this, in this whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I haven't got loads more on my notes that I really want to talk about. I've got a few things. I mean, I'm going to mention this phrase... Matty, I'm going to mention what a guy. Rimmer says that in this episode about himself. You just need to bear that in mind for the future. Um, <laughs> we had a couple of good double goits. Oh, no, no, well, we had them both say goit at the same time, which I loved. Yeah. And um, we had the the double salute again, which is really good. Yeah, like I've just mentioned that I gave a one um, thing. That's, that's a, that was a lovely uh, sort of like I don't the shower room mentality. All you need to know about Yvonne Magruder is I gave a one. Oh, something has just occurred to me. Oh, cool. Careful. When Holly said a few episodes back that he could only sustain one hologram, how is he sustaining two rumours? Oh, that was mentioned at the end of the last episode. They, they were powering down all non-essential things on the ship to create enough power. All right. Okay, yeah, that's, so that's they, they, did, they did account for that as much as they needed to in this situation, I think. Dan, you took up distended rectum, that which is great. Oh, one thing. Did you notice what they were playing in the cinema? Uh, it certainly wasn't Citizen Kane. <laughs> <laughs> Citizen Kane is a cartoon. Uh, I'd noted that down. I thought, uh, that's, what? Citizen, that's Citizen Kane, all right. 
I didn't. Uh, I wasn't able to identify the. Uh, the well, the, well, the only link. I don't know what it was exactly, but it was the cartoon that Lister has on his T-shirt. Did you notice that? I thought for a second it was Danger Mouse because it kind of looks like that from a distance, but then it had all the wow, bam kind of things. Yeah, I don't know if it's a real thing. No, but, I don't. But Lister has that either. that, that um, gorilla, gangster gorilla, saying D -d 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 "Don't shoot." On his T-shirt, and it was that cartoon, oh, well, which a... Uh, was a a nice little link. I noticed. That's a prove me wrong. I thought it was Roadrunner. It wasn't Roadrunner. No, Damn. definitely not Roadrunner. Now I think possibly we we've, we've talked quite a lot and and intensively about this and obviously old style video recording machines. Um, <laughs> um I'll do one last round then to make sure that I've uh, haven't missed any major things. Matty, have I missed anything you wanted to say? No, no, I think that's everything covered from my point of view. Yeah, and, but you enjoyed it. End of Series 1, it's, it's good stuff, hey? Yeah, I, I absolutely loved it. Um, I must say, I'm looking forward to what's to what's to come. I mean, I know you guys know, but I have absolutely no idea. And I am, yeah, I'm looking forward to Series 2. Dan? I don't believe it. I've been ippy-dippy today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice one. Nice one, Matt. Thank you, Dan, for just stealing the last thing I was going to say. Oh, the, well, the, well. The, the ippy dippy thing. I, I was just like, again, I was taken back. I, I have to say, I'm, I kind of feel a, I have to associate with with Matty in this because I have no clue what's coming. I mean, I, I certainly in the in the series, I know obviously what pans out, but individually, individually, I can't, I can't think that I actually did see series two. Um, or certainly didn't see all of it, even though I remembered watching la the episode last week. So I must have seen that when it was out. I'm looking forward to it I, um, because I remember it being at the risk of being horrible. I remember it being a lot better. So um, I'm looking forward to additional characters and and different things happening. And well, again, I, I, we're going to talk about this in, in yeah. a, a little bonus. So so you can uh, eat your heart out. So there. shut up, yes. Shutting up. <laughs> well, I was saying it in a much more nice way than that, I thought. But... Oh, don't bother. Just tell me to shut up. So shut up, Matt. Um, no, no, I've got nothing else to add to what we've already said, but it's been great talking about this series so far, and uh, we'll see you in a bonus episode before we move on to series two. Yeah. Right, so um, so with that, we'll, I'll, I'll say cheerio. And, and goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. I didn't have time to look it up in Esperanto. <laughs> And a gazpacho soup from me. See you later, everyone. Bye, Ooh, that's everyone. cold.